following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information on our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. You know, at first, um, it felt a little weird. You know what I mean? To celebrate Easter. I mean, Easter supposed to be this time of celebration and joy and victory. And, and yet, we are facing one of the, the most difficult moments that we have faced in, in recent history with so many people across the globe who are hurting. And so at first, it, it, it feels a little, a little odd. Um, but you know what? The more and more I thought about this, the more and more I realized that seeing, that acknowledging, that grabbing hold of all that the resurrection of Jesus means, that doing that is, it is the single greatest thing that we could do in a moment like this. The single great, this, this is probably the greatest opportunity for the church right now to celebrate Jesus resurrected. And I get the great joy today of talking about why that is and why it is that this is the moment for us as the church to celebrate Jesus resurrected. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? That the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Well, there have been so many extraordinary men and women in history who have done incredible things, who have created a movement and have uh, changed the world. This is absolutely true. But see, we can't put Jesus on that level. We can't um, because although many have done great things, many have even given their lives to do great things. There is only one church who is truly great. There is only one who prophesied his death and prophesied his resurrection and then only one who has fulfilled it. There is only one who has had to borrow a tomb for the weekend. There is only one who has conquered death and this morning we celebrate that one. We celebrate the one who conquered death, not as a, some campfire story or old wise tale, but the one who truly conquered death. And 
I want to make sure that we grasp this, that, that Jesus is alive, the one we serve, the one we follow. He is our living hope. He is our living Lord. And because this is true, church, this morning, I'd like for us to look at, look together at the 23rd Psalm. Um, this Psalm, by the way, has been an, a source of so much hope uh, for me. And, and the more that I've studied it, I believe that this psalm is a resurrection psalm. And what I mean by that is I believe that this psalm is just beautiful when we understand it in the light of the resurrection of Jesus. So I want you to look at this with me. We're going to start right at the beginning. Listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Notice it's not he was my shepherd. It's not he will be my shepherd, but he is my shepherd. And how is that possible? Because he is alive. Because he is our living shepherd. Our shepherd is alive and your shepherd is shepherding you today. He is your shepherd. And through it all, through it all, he is your living shepherd. And because of that, it says, I shall not want. I, I will not be in wanting. My living shepherd will supply all that I need. All that I need. And I don't know about you, but I mean, we could just probably stop here at these two lines. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There is so much there that is just beautiful and awesome. But the psalm continues. Listen to this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me Besides still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Church, just take that in. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Why would he have to make us? <laughs> right? I mean, it's green pasture. Shouldn't we want to be lying down there? Why would he have to make us? Well, it's because sheep who are troubled... Sheep who are scared, who are stressed, who are afraid, who are under attack, will not, no matter how green the grass is, will not lay down. They're not going to. No matter how lush the pasture is, they're not going to lay down. Yet our living shepherd, our living shepherd is everything to his sheep. Everything to his sheep. So that we, the sheep, are able to lie down that we're able to lie down because the shepherd is in charge. In other words, because he is in charge, because the shepherd is good, we can lie down. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, the Psalm says, leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Our living shepherd provides for us. See, two things, no matter what we are currently facing, he leads us to the water. No matter what we have faced, no matter how tired and no matter how weary we may be, he restores my soul. In, this, in, in his book on, the, on this psalm, um, Philip Keller reminds us that sheep are creatures of habit. 
creatures of heaven, that they're going to follow the ruts that have been left by others, that they're going to stay on that same hill, they're going to eat that same grass until it is way too late and that grass is gone and it's depleted. That's what sheep do. So when this psalm says, he leads he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The truth is that our living Savior steps into our lives. He intervenes in order to lead us down the path of righteousness. That's what our living shepherd, our living Lord does. Oh, and then listen to this. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Church, a few observations here. Um, first, notice the words. Don't rush past this. Notice the words here. Notice it is, it's not I, that we will walk in the valley. That's not what it says. Notice it is through the valley. Through the valley. So in Christ, no matter what you are facing, no matter what you face, it is not the end. Why? Why? Because Christ conquered it all. Times might be difficult, but because Christ conquered it all, you are simply walking through. You're simply walking through. This is not the end. Because Christ conquered it all, you will not be conquered. But in all things... You are more than conquerors, scripture says. And that is because your shepherd is alive. Your shepherd is alive. Notice more than that, more than that. Notice, it's not that even though I walk through the valley of death, that's not what it says. What does it say? It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death. Um, it was Charles Spurgeon who said it so beautifully. I want to read this to you. It says, death in its substance has been removed. And only the shadow of it remains. Where there is a shadow, there must be light somewhere. And so there is. Death stands by the side of the highway in which we travel. And the light of heaven shining upon him throws a shadow across our path. Let us then rejoice that there is light beyond. And then, oh, listen to this. Spurgeon goes on to say, nobody is afraid of a shadow. For a shadow cannot stop a man's pathway for even a moment. The shadow of a dog cannot bite. The shadow of a sword cannot kill. The shadow of death cannot destroy us. Let us not therefore be afraid. That is beautiful. Church, no matter what you face in life, you, you are in your shepherd's living hands. He has conquered death and now through him, death has been defeated. Death is now a shadow. Easter is the time, church, that we celebrate and we worship Christ who is alive and victorious, who has given victory to all who are in him so that it, as it is written in 1 Corinthians, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Listen, no matter what we face, even in the threat of death, no matter what we face, in Christ we do not fear. 
because he is our shepherd leading us, because he is restoring us, and because he is alive, death has been conquered, and it is nothing more than a shadow. As Spurgeon said, death in its substance has been removed, and only the shadow of it remains. Only the shadow. And that's only because our Savior lives, our Savior is alive. Now, as we look at the challenges we're facing today, um, we have to acknowledge Things are not the way that we desire. See, we have very real enemies, don't we? we? We, from sickness to viruses to sin to pain to people in our lives that, that oppose us, we have very real enemies. And so you might be thinking, hey, Pastor, you're telling me that death has been defeated. It's only a shadow because of Christ. And, but we still are here and we're facing real enemies, real enemies. To bring this home, we're staring at COVID-19 right now. Well, this song continues. See, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Why? How? How can we say that? I mean, the time for feast to be around the table is not while the enemy is here, right? Listen, as I said at the beginning, this is a resurrection psalm here. Uh, Because our living Savior, our living Shepherd, He has gone before us. And as this text says, He prepares a table for us. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 15, 19-22 says. It says, If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we of all people are most to be pitied. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Church, Christ died and Christ rose from the dead. He rose, conquering not only his death, but but yours, but mine. He has prepared a table for us, meaning he has gone out ahead. He is the first fruit, the, the, and through him, we are made alive. We will be made alive just like him. This is how death is nothing but a shadow. This is how our table is prepared in the presence of our enemies. This is how. Listen, the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of Christ gives peace in the present, and hope for the future. Peace in the present and hope for the future. We have peace in the present because no matter what the enemies that surround us, no no matter what they're doing, no matter what, we are more than conquerors through Jesus who is conquered. We have peace that COVID, that the economy, that nothing can take away from us. We have peace in the present, in Christ who lives. Our peace is Christ and he is our living peace. 
And listen, that's what the resurrection of Jesus gives us. It gives us peace for the present. And not only that, but we have hope for the future. Hope for the future. Church, we in Christ, we know the end of the story. We know who wins, and better yet, we know who already won. We know. And it's because Jesus is alive. This is why we can say with the psalmist, regardless of where we are and what we are facing, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Christ, we have peace for today. We have hope for tomorrow because Jesus lives. Jesus lives. This morning, we have the incredible opportunity to celebrate Easter when it matters the most. When it matters the most. Because the resurrection of Christ, it, it's more. Easter is more than just a big church gathering. It's more than just dressing up in nice new clothes. It's more than the egg hunts. And we're going to miss all of those things. Let's be honest with ourselves. We're going to miss all of those things. But church, the resurrection is so much more than that. So much more than that. The resurrection of Christ, it is, it's our peace for today. It's our hope for tomorrow. And there's no better time than now, than today, to celebrate Christ risen. No better time to celebrate Christ who is alive. Church, do you know him? Do you know Christ? This is why it's so much more than just head knowledge here. It's a real relationship with a real God who really lives. Do you know him? Do you know him? To know him is to have peace. To know him is to have hope. Do you know him? Church, if you are watching this or if you are listening to this and you do not know him, I want to ask you, is he calling you to himself? Right now in this moment, is he calling you to himself? And if so, would you respond? Let's pray. God, we are here together this morning, coming together to acknowledge, to celebrate, and to see Christ who is alive, our living peace and our living hope, our living shepherd. God, I come before you and ask, would you bring hope and peace to our life through the trial, through the struggle, through the sickness, through COVID? You are our peace. You are our hope. You are our shepherd because you are alive. For everyone watching or listening to this who does not yet know you, who has not yet responded to the gospel and who does not yet have a real relationship with you, God, I pray that you would stir in our hearts right now, move in our hearts right now. And I pray that right now you would call them to yourself. God, would you be their living shepherd? It's in the name of Christ who is alive that we pray. Amen.